The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Instructions change. Okay? He can, the instruction he gave you two years ago is not the same instruction that you have to follow now. So you have to pay attention and always be attuned to the Spirit to know what He wants you to do at a particular time. And that's why it's very, very important for believers to always have times where they separate themselves, all right, to pray. If you look at the Old Testament, they had three consecration feasts. Three consecration feasts. That was, there are three feasts where they were supposed to shut down and just listen to the word, spend time with God, and understand what he was saying to them. And most times, if you look at the Feast of Pentecost, all right, and the Feast of Passover, they would spend seven days, all right, in consecration in those feasts, all right, just hearing the word of God, supplicating, and all of that. It was one of those feasts that um, Anna went for, all right, where she uh, made the promise to sow Samuel, and, uh, you know, a prophet was born. So you have to understand that there are times where you have to shut down from the world and focus on God and download from the Spirit of God the blueprints for the next seasons of your life. Most times we find that we, when we stop seeking, we now begin to be um, stuck in a, in a time zone where it seems to be frozen, where nothing seems to be moving forward. There's no progress. So you need to have that time so you come out afresh come out refreshed that's actually what ladies and many ministry is for praise god as i praise the lord now today we're talking about carries second corinthians chapter number 13 and verse 14 carries carries is the grace of god hmm. the grace of god the grace of god is in two dimensions there is the grace before god then there's grace before men today i'm going to be concentrating on grace before god all right grace before god okay second corinthians 13 14 can we read this is the grace of our lord jesus christ uh-huh the love of god uh-huh be with you what now and forevermore be with you now and forevermore since the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the communion actually in the original greek what that is actually saying is that the grace of our lord jesus christ which is the love of god and which is the what the communion of the holy spirit so what is he telling you is telling you that god's grace towards us is demonstration demonstrated in god's love towards us and is demonstrated in the participation and is giving of his spirit to us so his love is by grace and and his indwelling of the spirit is by grace now before i continue let us define grace what is the grace of god write this down the grace of god is the disposition of god that finds you acceptable desirable complete and lacking nothing in his sight the grace of god is the disposition of god that finds you acceptable desirable complete and lacking nothing in his sight all right this is Alright, God saying that you are accepted, you are desirable, you are complete, and you lack nothing that you need to stand in my sight. That's the grace of God. The grace of God is totally independent of works and totally dependent on what Christ has done. Now, if you turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20, everybody, you are delay readers today. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, can we turn in there real quickly? Colossians 1 and verse 20. Can we read? 1, 2, what does it say? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
whether there be things in earth or things in heaven. 21. And you that were what? Sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Now hath he what? Reconciled. Now who did the reconciling? He did. Now hath he reconciled. 22. And the body of his flesh through death. Now everybody read the next one. He says to present you what? Talk to me. To present you what? Holy and what? unblameable and what unreprovable where in his sight so it's in his sight not in the sight of men in his sight his sight his sight so the believer through the body of jesus through the sacrifice of jesus is holy he is unblameable and unreprovable so that means there is no fault in the believer in God's sight. No blame. That word unblameable means spotless. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Spotless. Spotless. There is no spot, no blemish in the believer in the sight of God because the believer is standing in Jesus. In his sight. So that tells you something that how you judge a man in God's sight and how men judge men in their sight is not the same. You see that? Are you seeing that? Now, this is why, because when we talk about favor before men, we're going to talk about that because you see, there is a walk before God, then there is a walk before men. And you will find many times, Apostle Paul will say that we demonstrated ourselves transparent before your conscience. Huh? The conscience of men. That is the consciousness of men. So it shows us that as believers, there are certain things we cannot do. Okay? And we must not do. Even if we are forgiving in God, we must not do it because of the conscience of men. These things may not necessarily be wrong or right. Hallelujah. It's the consciousness of men. Glory to God. But in his sight, we are without blame. Say aloud, I am holy. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Louder, I am holy. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. I am without blemish in God's sight. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. So that's why you must be careful when you are talking to God about a believer. Be careful the words you use. Because there is a way that believer appears in his sight. Hallelujah. When you are praying to God about the believer, be careful the words you use. Because there's a way that believer appears in his sight. In fact, when you are praying for the saints, you are supposed to pray that they got to know and understand who they are in his sight. So you must use words that aligns with who they are in his sight. So God sees us in a certain way. He sees us in Christ. Hallelujah. And it is only Christ that is acceptable in God's sight. Therefore, all men that are accepted will only be accepted through who? Through Christ. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. It shows us here that God is working what is pleasing in his sight by Jesus Christ. That's the only way it will be pleasing in his sight. Jesus is the only incense that pleases God. Jesus is the only fragrance that God delights in. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus is the only incense that pleases God. Jesus is the only fragrance that God's delight in. Let me tell you something. Alright. Jesus is a perfect representation of God. And he is the perfect representation of man. It is in Jesus we see man perfectly expressed. And we see God perfectly revealed. 
when we look at jesus we understand god's purpose for men and when we look at jesus we understand who god really is praise god all right it's in jesus we now understand what the prophets were saying it's in jesus we understand what the law was foreshadowing so jesus is god revealed without shades without ambiguity jesus is god simply revealed simply manifested hallelujah outside of jesus there is no god there is no revelation of god outside of jesus anyone that comes to say that he had a revelation of god outside of jesus is lying that is why we are going to be able to tell who the antichrist is by his confession about jesus so no matter how moral the religion is no matter how saintly it looks if it testifies that jesus did not come in the flesh if it testifies that jesus did not die on a cross for the sins of mankind if it testifies that all men bear their sins by themselves and by their works outside of the propitiation of Jesus Christ that is the spirit of Antichrist glory to God someone says if anyone are you telling me are you saying as most people always say alright that if you do not accept Jesus you are not going to heaven I didn't say Jesus did take up your problem with Jesus take him to the supreme court of heaven I hope I wish you best of love and I believe that Alan Shaw all right or what's the name of this guy in suits all right we defend you oh no both of them need Jesus as their savior so they are not going to defend you amen all right maybe we can try all right um, barista shewa here maybe she wants to take other oh no barista shewa here also needs Jesus as a mediator so she cannot defend you glory to God glory to God amen Amen. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we preach the gospel. It is only men that are found in Christ that are pleasing to God. Hebrews 13 and verse 20 said, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. 21. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Walking in you, that which is what? Well pleasing in his sight. Through who? jesus christ you see it is through jesus so you cannot offer anything to god that he will find pleasing all right outside of jesus mommy don't worry we enjoy the sound of the baby it's music to our ears ah don't worry let her cry i'm enjoying it you know as people shout glory that's our own glory <laughs> glory amen so, so it is only that which we walk in Christ that is well pleasing in sight. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So you see, never try to offer anything outside of Jesus. God is not going to accept it. Amen? So it has to be in Jesus, it has to be for Jesus, and has to be by Jesus. Your sacrifices have to be in Jesus, has to be for Jesus, and has to be what? By Jesus. Glory to God. Now, what God has done for mankind is grace. Because what Jesus did, what Jesus offered was for mankind, was not for the church. John 3, 16. For God so what? Love the world. Not the church. God so loved what? The world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not what? perish but you see what god has given freely in christ men must receive by faith so faith is how we receive what god has supplied 
Faith is how we received what God has what? Supplied. So, <laughs> forgiveness has been given, correct? But you receive it by faith. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. There are a lot of people that are trying to be righteous by works. You cannot be righteous by works. You cannot be. You can say, I'm not a Christian. I'm going to try to, you know, attain righteousness by my good behavior. What good behavior are you talking about? Morality is not righteousness. Morality is good. But morality is not righteousness. Righteousness is only in God. Righteousness is 100% God. Only God can make righteous. Only God can give righteousness. Hallelujah. Morality is not righteousness. Morality is a, is, a, is a concept that is dependent on the cultures of the people. Amen. Before Christianity came to Africa, polygamy was not bad. It was righteousness. Is that correct? In fact, in some places, polygamy is not seen. Correct? You know? But now, if you look at a man with ten wives, you'll be looking at him funny. Is that correct? That's morality. It's not righteousness. Now, is morality good? Yes, because morality is good before men. Amen. Because now, first of all, I come to you and I say, Praise the Lord. Yesterday, I got married to my ninth wife. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, we are bouncing in the Lord. You know, my eighth wife delivered. You know, when you hear that, you'll be like, you'll be cringing. What's going on here? What am I doing in this church? It's, it's important before men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's important before men. So there are certain things we do as examples to others. Those things are important before men. But I cannot now stand in the sight of God and now say that I am righteous because I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Mm -mm. God is not going to accept it. Praise the Lord. Alright? Because God will say, no, before me, alright, righteousness is by faith in my son, Jesus Christ. Look at Galatians 3, 11 quickly. Praise God. Now, there are fruits of righteousness. Maybe we'll talk about that next service when I'm here again. There are fruits of righteousness. Okay? So, righteousness can influence our morality. Our sense of right and wrong. Okay? There are fruits of it. Okay? But righteousness, in its, sense, in its essence, is 100% a gift of God. Hallelujah. Look at um, Galatians 3, 11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of what? Of God. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. God is so amazing. Can you imagine? Think about it. Listen. It is the desire of man, fallen man, to claim credit. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have this thing you feel inside when they don't recognize your input, what you are, do, what you are doing? How many of you, you know, you know, something inside you screams, ah, why are they not recognizing me here? What's that? They have to recognize me here now, they didn't mention my name. There's something about man that wants to take credit. God now says, I'm going to give you righteousness, but you can't take the credit for it. Hallelujah. So that no man will stand before God and boast. I say, you see, Lord, I just want to thank you. You see, when I, when I was on the earth, I want to just thank you that, you know, I did not smoke. 
I did not drink, I didn't fornicate. And Lord, I don't know why all these other people here in heaven are here. Or I don't know, I really don't know, but I know that there were some parameters, you know, that were used. Because there are some people I don't think that should be here. Alright, you know, you understand what I'm talking about? No one can say that. In fact, God says the man that talks like that will not appear before him. Are you following? Remember, Jesus gave a sto- gives a story about those who were justified and those who were not. He said, a man comes, all right, to the temple to offer sacrifice. And he said, Lord, I pay tithe, I pay first fruits. And he was talking about all he had done. Amen. Then another person comes, the Bible says, he did not even lift up his head to heaven. But look down and said, Be merciful unto me, a what? A sinner. Jesus said that that one that said, Be merciful unto me, a sinner, left what? Justify. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that the one that comes asking God for his righteousness is the one that receives it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. All right. Now, look at Romans chapter 3, verse 20. It tells us the same thing, that no flesh is justified by the works of the law. Now, you see, this mindset and understanding that no flesh is justified by the works of the law is a mindset not only for salvation, but also for our work in the Spirit. Many of us are in Christ, but we are trying to end things. Okay? We're trying to what? End things. We've not yet departed from the works mentality. Oh, I'm struggling with this addiction. Let me try and be free for one month so that I can now have the confidence to ask God for this thing. Are you seeing that? Works mentality. There's a works mentality you have carried in. Ah, is it because I had sex with my boyfriend? That's why this prayer didn't answer. Works mentality. You shouldn't be having sex with your boyfriend, by the way. All right. But you understand, you have that mentality. Works mentality. You now begin to feel that your faith is strongest when you have been perfect in your behavior. Have you noticed that stuff? You are now, you know, your faith is strongest. So you, you want to deal with witches and wizards, and you now begin to ex- you now be you, you now be examining your life. Amen. You now be examining your life. You say, ah. So when you are saying, we are leading prayer and say, every satanic power. Now say, ah. <laughs> I come against you in the name of Jesus. Mm. <laughs> you say, it's like, let's calm down. Because you see, pastor, I know you, you are very strong. But you see me, where I'm coming from this morning, if the Holy Spirit opened your eyes to see it, you will not be leading me in that prayer because I can go outside and these satanic powers can finish me because you now are, you now are not shouting, you are not walking in the consciousness of your authority because you are examining your conduct, okay, and saying, I can only access that which god has given me if my conduct is perfect not saying i can access what god has given me simply on the basic of it it is the reason why many pharisees were not healed when jesus was alive was on the earth notice how many pharisees were healed how many how many zero how many prostitutes were healed plenty how many sinners were healed? Plenty. 
because they came and were healed busy uh, uh, totally on what by faith not on their perfection the pharisees wanted to come with perfection but they faked it you understand so they came to jesus to try and show him how perfect we are they said jesus you see you see you know jesus was there grace and truth manifested the anointing the power of god and he said enough to receive you know manifestation impartation everything they came were trying they were trying to test him with greek and hebrew to know the depth of his knowledge i mean if you, you know there's some people like that they come around the man of god and instead of them to be impacted by his grace they want to test his knowledge base then they begin to argue the person has also is arguing with grace <laughs> you know they're arguing with grace he has also he has cancer he's arguing they're not arguing they're not doing pest 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 you know this was that was this was that was this was that was you understand ah <laughs> blind batimos did he send that one zacchaeus did he send sometimes your knowledge should not put you in trouble amen the bible says not let puff it up you see when knowledge puffs your puffs your head up your head will soon explode glory to god true knowledge abases causes you to be humble and when you humble yourself god will lift you up hallelujah praise the lord i said praise the lord so what grace has supplied can only be handled through faith you receive what god has supplied through faith now this is why universalism is a lie universalism states that all men are saved because jesus died for all men that's a lie because what grace has supplied must be received by men by what by faith he says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what believes so there is a faith component necessary for the receiving of grace whosoever believes glory to god i said glory to god i said glory to god all right because jesus christ is grace personified john 1 14 and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father full of what grace and truth grace and truth carries kai alitia all right grace and truth grace and truth all right the law pointed to the truth the law foreshadowed the truth jesus is the embodiment of the of the truth the law foreshadowed so jesus is the reality the law is the shadow jesus is the what reality the law is the shadow jesus is the light hallelujah light always casts a shadow but when light casts a shadow is because the light is insufficient so when you want to understand the shadow you cannot look at the sh you can't understand the shadow from the shadow you have to understand the shadow by the person who is casting the shadow is that correct is that correct so jesus is the person the substance hallelujah all right of the law he is the shadow casted in the law but he is the reality in the world in the incarnation and in the resurrection and in the ascension so what the law has been foreshadowing jesus completely manifests and reveals glory to god glory to god so you have to understand jesus before you can understand the law if you don't understand who jesus is you will not understand the law and that is why many people when they read the old testament without a revelation of jesus they come out with legalism the old testament without jesus produces legalists glory to god but the old testament through the lens of jesus produces what 
all right men and women driven by love all right and transformed by love because they will now begin to find out that the law and the prophets points to jesus christ saint luke's gospel 24 27 saint luke's gospel 24 44 to 47 praise god so grace cannot manifest where faith is not present all right for grace to be received faith must stretch out our hands god has supplied healing you need to receive it by faith you want to expand god has supplied it you need to receive it by faith praise the lord you want to increase god has supplied it you need to receive it by faith whatever you receive from god is on the platform of faith what god gives is by grace how we receive is by faith say this with me what god gives louder what god gives is by faith is by grace i receive it by faith again what god gives is by grace i receive it by faith listen stop trying to earn what grace gives the moment works enters in grace does not work now when i'm talking about works i'm talking about justification by conduct amen i am not talking about walking the grace that has been given to you i will come up to that one later because apostle paul talks about it that i walked more than others i talked about it last week right i walk more than others because of the grace that was given unto me so because there was a grace given he labored so there is laboring with the grace that is given to you so i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about doing nothing because you have grace mm -mm. because i've told you you have been given the grace to live a holy life but there is a labor necessary for you to manifest that holiness all right they have been given the grace to for spirituals but there is a labor necessary to manifest those spirituals hallelujah the grace of god to prosper praise god hallelujah. but there is a labor that is necessary hallelujah you have been given the grace for ministry for to be a reconciler of men to god but there is a labor that is necessary you will see exceeding more grace in the earth realm all right of what god has placed in your spirit once there is a labor all right in alignment with that grace amen we talk about paul today but we not must never forget paul outworked all the other apostles combined did you know that do you know that it was the ministry of paul that inspired every one of the other apostles to really start traveling traveling far and wide most of the time the only apostle that really traveled far was peter peter and john praise god what was peter and john that traveled by that traveled wide hallelujah just peter and john but after they looked at the life of paul if you go and read church history you will now find out that most of the disciples died away from jerusalem hallelujah paul walked hard showing you that grace amen requires labor for a full manifestation glory to god say out loud i am a grace man therefore i work hard now look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 Ephesians 2 8 and 9 just to re-emphasize that what grace has supplied it takes faith to receive now faith is believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the principle of faith believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth now it tells you something pay attention everybody believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth it means that that which com comes out of your mouth you might you must have seen it as completed and done in your heart 
So let's say you are believing God for a child. In your heart, you should be playing with the children. That means in the invincible, the children must be a reality. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you may not know, but after we had, I had, we had Jason, myself and my wife said, okay, we wanted to have children. <laughs> so we're trying. And I was like, ah, babe, how far? I saw it too. Eh. How far? I saw it too. Ah. One, two. I was like, eh. I said, okay. So me, I just, do you know what I started doing? When I started talking to my wife about my daughters, I only have a son. Amen. So I started talking about my daughters. I started telling Jesse, I said, hmm, when your sister comes, we're not pregnant. In my own reality, that child is there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. And that's it. I believe, I believe, I know that without, not, without fail, we'll have a manifestation. Glory to God. So you see, it needs to be settled in your heart. There are two places faith has to be for there to be manifestation. In your heart and in your tongue. In your heart and in your tongue. Faith in your mouth without it in your heart is mechanism. It's mechanical. It will not work. Faith in your mouth without it being in your heart is an echo. So when you, are, when you are saying what the pastor is saying, without you having an ingrained vision in your heart of that which you are proclaiming, you are making an echo. It will not work. Praise the Lord. It, it will not work. You want to buy a house. How many of you want to buy a house before you are 35? Before you are 40? Let me see your hand. Okay, good. So the question I want to ask you is this. Is the house, is the house already inside you? Is it already inside you? Praise God. Do you know that you know in your heart? Because you see, it is faith in the heart that should be expressed in your mouth. The truth is, many of you have faith for a three-bedroom rented apartment in Gagada. You don't yet have faith, all right, for a house. Because in your heart, that is what you carry. Are you following what I'm saying? So even though you are confessing the house in Bagada, I'm eh, sorry, the, um, the brand new house, you say that is your own house, what you will manifest is what is in your heart. Hallelujah. So you see, most times when God speaks to us, we translate it according to our faith size. Amen. God can speak to 10 people. And those 10, we interpret it based on the size. Of the faith they carry on their inside. Which, this is why it is what you see in the invincible is more important than anything in the exterior. So you have to work on what you see. Faith must be in you first. Hallelujah. Jesus said, If thou shalt say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou what? Cast into the sea. But shall not doubt in your heart. But shall be. So that means grace has supplied the capacity to move mountains. Are you following? You understand? That's why the first thing he said, he said, have the God kind of faith. Who gives the God kind of faith? It's, it's a gift of grace. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. All right? He says what? Turn in there. Let me show you. It tells you that the, the faith is the gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8. He says, for by grace are ye saved through what? Faith. And that not of what? Yourselves. It is a what? It is a gift of God. Galatians 5, 22. Calls faith a fruit of the Spirit. 
Then in 1 Corinthians 12, the gift of faith is a gift of the Spirit. So faith is a gift and faith is a fruit. But it's both of the Spirit. Amen. So Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. If you shall say unto this mountain. So you already have faith. Say, I already have faith. Amen. Hallelujah. But your utilization of that faith that you have been given as a gift will now determine your manifestation. So there is a level required with the faith that grace has supplied that will determine the manifestation. Praise God. I don't, for example, I like, I like cars. I like it. I'm not ruled by cars, but I, I just like cars. Okay? And sometimes, just to test my faith muscles, I just say, okay, I want to believe God for this car. Praise the Lord. Just want to believe God for it. You understand? Faith muscles. Just because sometimes it is a faith that is not tested against opposition. How many of you have seen this guy? How many of you have seen this guy train? Anthony Joshua. Ah, wait. How many of you know Anthony Joshua? He's not a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's a boxer. How many of you have seen him train? I've seen the guy train. I, I, I was watching a video and the guy put his head on the floor and was doing something like this. I was like, dear God, wow. But look at those muscles. The muscles. How did the muscles get formed? Training. So you have to hit it against something. Amen? Amen. I mean, if I've gone to the gym and you see this boxing stuff they put there, and you are, you are boxing. Now, you notice that you notice as, you, as you are boxing that stuff. If you do that for three months, you now begin to form muscles, man. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Muscles. Now, the muscles are in everybody. Is that correct? But the muscles are not visible in everybody. So, the muscles are not manifested in everybody. But they are present in everybody. Are you following what I'm saying? So, unless you use your faith against opposition, they will not get stronger. And if they don't get stronger, what you can lift with them will be limited. So, grace has supplied all you need, but what you can lift, what you can handle, is now a function of the tensile strength of your faith. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So any faith you do not use will remain weak. Any faith you do not feed will remain small. Let me say that again. Any faith you do not use will remain weak. And any faith you do not feed will remain small. God's callings doesn't change. But not everybody can answer God's calling at the level he wants them to can answer it. If you do not grow, amen, then you will be stuck. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? If you do not grow, then you will be stuck. If you do not develop, because there are certain resources that God will only release. I'm, I'm speaking prophetically to this one. Listen, there are certain resources God will only release into your hands based on your capacity to handle them and your capacity to handle them is decided by growth 
growth growth growth one of the things you must grow in is in the exercise of your faith believing in your heart confessing with your what with your mouth hallelujah that is how you got saved that is how you have to walk he said as you have received the lord jesus walk ye what in him how did you receive him by faith how do you walk in him by faith so what grace has supplied is enjoyed by faith now the story of the scriptures is the story of how god made men the man in christ is grace made everybody say grace made, grace made. come on say grace made grace made say i'm grace made come on louder i'm grace made oh grace made i'm the man grace has made praise god and i am the man faith has brought into manifestation grace has made me faith caused me to manifest the more i grow in my faith the more i manifest glory to god listen to me look whenever you are stuck in your growth in your faith development you will be stuck in your manifestation metamorphosis is the law of life amen when god gives a thing he always gives it in a seed form whether that thing comes into the full expression is a function of the law of process faith is one of the processes that determines the transformation of something from seed form toward to full manifestation hallelujah hallelujah now guys look up if you are well read and well exposed you will find out that the principle of faith is being copied by the people in the world oh i mean, I mean if you know that if you if you're into psychology there's something called NL, nlp of, uh, of neuro linguistic programming you heard of it that's what they're trying to copy now you will see people say i am i am greatness i mean <laughs> yeah exactly they call it meditation but it's a meditation that does not have Christ inside. But guess what? Because it is a law. Okay? Alright? And they are trying to work it. They are getting some results. So you know, they talk about visualization, positive imagery and all of that. But Christ is not the center of it. But it's a principle that works on the earth. So they get some results. Praise God. They'll get some results. Oh yeah. They will. The results will not be eternal, but they'll get some results. But the thing is, is in the world. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you shall have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you shall have it. So, never say with your mouth what you don't want to see manifested on the earth. And never put before your eyes what you don't want to see manifested in your life. Because if you put it before your eyes, it will enter your heart. Did you hear what I said? If you put it before your eyes, it will enter into your heart. And if it enters into your heart, it becomes what you believe. Amen. Do you know many of us, when we grew up, one of the things that our parents did, a disservice our parents did to us, was that they programmed fear into our consciousness. Ah, Junior, I would have bought it too, but if I buy it, money will finish. In fact, there's no money in this house. There's no money in this house. Don't worry, eh? Tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow will be better. It's good and nice. But what has happened to Junior? Junior has now, his pending psychology is this. It will soon finish. 
it will soon finish. So he never enjoys now. He's always looking forward to tomorrow, where it will be better. Because the one he has will soon what? finish. What has happened? The risk appetite of Junior will be low. So he would not be willing to take risk. When God says, jump! He says, ha, but it will soon finish. It will soon finish. When will the next one come? Jump! No, it will soon finish. Jump! It will soon... <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. Another person does not even know Jesus Christ. His father didn't teach him like that. The father taught him, take risk. Expect the outcome to be positive. Hallelujah. No fear. So that is why you have to be, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the word renewing of your mind. Do you notice, did you see how Jesus was? Jesus moved around at times without money. And it never crossed his mind that money will be an issue. Did you read in Matthew 10 when he sent disciples two by two? The Bible says, it says, take no sustenance. He says, don't take anything with you. Just take your staff and go. It's when you get to the house, say, the peace of the Lord be with you. He said, if the, your peace, if, the, if there's truly a peaceful person there, your peace will remain there. Are you following what I'm talking about? There was a way he thought. There was no fear in his consciousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Say aloud with me. There's no fear here. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Let me round up real quickly. Amen. So, write this right, right now. I'm grace made. 17 grace has done for us. Number one, grace has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. So, we lack no blessing. Ephesians 1 3. Number two, grace chose us. So that means your election is by grace. Ephesians 1 4. Grace chose us. Number three, grace made us. So wherever you are in Christ, it was grace that made you that. Kings and priests. Revelations 1 5 to 6. Revelations 5 and 10. Then grace made us. Number four, sons of God. First John 3, 1. So your sonship is by grace. So since your sonship is by grace, you will not keep it by works. Number six, grace made us living homes of the Spirit of God. Grace made us living homes of the Spirit of God. First Corinthians 3 and 16. Hallelujah. Number six. Grace eternally forgive us. So forgiveness of sins is a gift of grace. Forgiveness of sins is a gift of grace. This is why there is nothing you do to get forgiveness apart from believing in Jesus. Are you following? So your conduct is not what gives you forgiveness. There are a lot of people that always say things like repentance. When you ask God to forgive you, it is only when you repent that you are forgiven. That's not true. That's not what the Bible teaches. Praise God. That's all you know. Because if repentance was predicated, if forgiveness was predicated on repentance, then it is not grace. It's not a gift of what? Of grace. So what happens is this. God forgives you your sins. Then he gives his spirit to you and programs repentance where? Into you. 
you are now supposed to yield to the spirit of god hallelujah the yielding to the spirit of god that programs repentance into you is what is called the walking in the spirit you getting out of the way and allowing the spirit of god to be what express what through you repentance is not in the new testament it's not like in the old testament in the old testament they tried to repent they, that's why you find that they always fell back they always fell back in the new testament repentance is simply changing your mind changing your thinking now how do you change your thinking in the new testament by placing the mirror of jesus in front of you and looking steadfastly into jesus it is because repentance is simply changing into the image of jesus in the mirror of the world that's what repentance is it is renewing your mind because as a man thinks we are in his what in his heart so is he so if your mind is renewed your conduct will be renewed if your mind uh, your thinking has changed your conduct will change so repentance is primarily a change of thinking before it is a change of conduct look at that word repentance the word repentance is from the greek word metanoia 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 that's what it means meta is change noia is mind your mind meta change noia is mind so repentance is changing your mind changing your thinking your behavior is a reflection of the programming in your mind hallelujah hallelujah so to repent is to change that program to reprogram your mind and that reprogramming is only done by christ christ is the only mind programmer that can eternally reverse negative satanic fleshly programs in the fabric of your mind hallelujah christ so as you behold christ that's why i told them i told them in the first service and i was explaining i said listen there are three ways to consume the word because the mirror is the word hallelujah and the mirror refers christ there are three ways to consume the word the first is by reading the word reading the word the word of god is divinity fossilized in time the word of god are the words of divinity fossilized in time and the scriptures only come alive in the presence of a man or a woman who has the spirit of god within them so if you would open your bible and you will read the spirit of god will take hold of that word fossilized in time hallelujah and quicken it in your heart causing there to be a translation the uh, transformation the bible is the only book that you know not only read but reads you the bible is the only book that you read and now it transforms you and causes a change in you the bible is the only book that causes there to be a cleansing as you are reading it praise god Praise God. It's the only book that causes there to be a cleansing as you are what? As you are reading it. Amen. Amen. So read. That's the first thing. The second thing to do with the word of God is to listen to it. Anointed teaching. Listen to anointed teaching. Listen to the word of God taught. And what do you listen to? Make sure you are listening to what? Anointed teaching that shows up the mirror of the word. Shows up Christ. So that means that listen to another teaching that feeds christ consciousness into your conscience not sin consciousness 
not weakness. Christ consciousness. When you listen to anointed teaching, you should come out saying, yes, this is who I am in Christ. Hallelujah. Because that which has taken a hold of your conscience, all right, your subconscious is going to rule your life. Amen. So if sin consciousness, if you're talking sin, 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 it takes a root in your subconscious and it rules your life. But if you're talking Christ, Christ, Christ and what he has done, Christ, 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 Christ and who he has made you, then you're going to find that it takes a root in your life and it's going to what? All right. Have um, the ascendancy in you. Praise God. Now let's round up real quickly. If you study in the Old Testament, you're going to find out. How many of you have seen this expression in the Old Testament? And Noah found grace in the sight of God. How many of you have seen that? All right. Now, I think because of time, let me show you what Moses. How many of you have? While I was younger in the faith, <laughs> I read this pamphlet by the wonderful Dr. D.K. Lukoya. And in the, in the place he was talking about, show me your glory. Right? Show me your glory. I'm remember Exodus chapter 33 and verse 18. When Moses says, show me your glory, right? Then we used to pray. I remember just the time we, I went to, we, we used to pray, God, I want to see your face. Right? I want to see your face. How many of you have prayed, I want to see your face. Oh God, show me your face. And what we're expecting. What we're expecting? Your face. So you're expecting that as you're praying, show me your face. That in your room, a face will just appear and say, hi, I'm God. How are you? <laughs> that's what I expected because the Bible says that there was no person like Moses who saw God what? Face to face. How many of you noticed something? That the only person that said that about Moses was Moses. I'm not saying he lied. I'm just saying the only person that said that was who? Was Moses. Jesus never said that about Moses. Neither did Paul. In fact, what did Paul say about Moses? Paul said about Moses that Moses covered his face so that the people will not see the end of the glory that passed away. So what, you know that time when Moses' face was shining? Eh? So, you know, some people, when you read Moses' writing, you think he was covering his face because, ah, the light was too much. So the people, he was like, ah, I didn't want the light to wound the people. Ah, ah, you know, it's called the glory is too much. Paul tells us that, no, that what was happening was, Moses did not want the people to see that the glory that was on his face was what? Fading away. So he covered it. Oh, hallelujah. He covered it. He didn't want them to see that the glory in the law was not eternal. Praise God. So Moses made a prayer in Exodus 33. Let's go and see it. Listen, guys, it's very important to your mentality has to be that of a champion. Look at him and say, I, I'm a champion. champion. Your mentality has to be that of a champion. Amen? Amen. Don't talk like a victim. You're not a victim. The devil is trying to deceive you like a victim. You're not a victim. Mm, no, don't talk like a victim. Don't talk weakness. No, no, no. Talk the word. I'm what the word of God says I am. Lord, I say, I'm, the, I'm what the word says I am. I'm what the word says I am. There's no business school that will help you deal with a victim mentality. Mm, none. If you go to Harvard, if you have the wrong mindset, it won't work. 
there has to be a re-engineering of your mind. There has to be an audit of your perception. You have to change your glasses and put on God's glasses and see as God sees. Praise the Lord. You have to have divine sight. Amen? Divine sight. Divine sight. Praise God. A mindset of, I will win because God is on my side. I cannot be defeated. It will turn out right in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever, if I am involved, it will work. If I am involved, it will prosper. If I am involved, it will succeed. My, the name of the Lord is named with my name. I am joined to the Lord and I am one spirit with him. My body is a member of the body of Christ. You touch me, you touch him. You touch him, you touch me. Are you following? There has to be that mindset. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You say, because of the angels that are with me, even if they are shooting everywhere in my estate, it, can't, it will miss my house. Glory to God. It will miss my house. When the bishop said, he said his wife came to him and she said, Honey, I saw blood. She was pregnant. She said, I saw blood. Then the man said, So what? Serve me my food. What people will say is not romantic. Amen. It's not romantic because I, uh, I know a couple. The wife was pregnant. Listen, let me show you, teach you something. So some people that, uh, you see, faith has classes. Faith, eh? It has classes. The wife was pregnant and she saw blood. Everybody knows that if you see blood, is what? Abby. So she was trying to tell her husband. She said, I saw blood though. But they were talking. Do you know that both of them had enough faith intelligence. That, that miscarriage was, it did not come out of both of them's mouths. It didn't, it didn't come out of their mouths. It didn't come out of their mouth. They said, don't worry, the power of God is going through you now. The baby is fine and you are fine. Amen! You understand? No, we're going to check this. So there was no fear. The baby is fine, you are fine. Amen! It is sealed, it is done. Go and eat. Glory to God. There is a faith intelligence. Look, look, don't let the wokeness in the world enter your spirit. It will kill you. You know, all this, let us be real people. Let's be real. Let's be real. Miracle does not happen to real people. You know this real, logical, it doesn't happen, no. Glory to God. You have to learn the faith work. What you don't want to see, don't see it. Have a discipline about your life. The first place discipline is seen is in your tongue. Because when you see it, there is you want to say it. You want you understand the, the first look. The man of the spirit is a man that first has disciplined his tongue. Praise God. So they gave you that letter. It's you lost your job, not I lost my means of livelihood. You know they are not the same thing. You know they are not the same thing. Your livelihood. Eh, eh, oh, your livelihood. That means that job was how you were lively in. No, sir. It was a means to your life. God was God used it as a channel. It closed, another one opened. The same God that sent Elijah to the brook was the same one that sent him to a widow. So God will supply. It doesn't matter the channel they will use. Glory to God. 
discipline your tongue. All right. Exodus chapter 33 and we close. Are you getting blessed? Yes, sir. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Are you learning something? Yes. So go into your world, you're a champion. Hallelujah. There's a song. I'm a champion. I don't know if it's a gospel song. <laughs> Who sang it? <laughs> Who sang it? I'm a champion. It's not a gospel song. Eh. Yeah. Ah. Who sang it? Fireboy. Wow. But there's fire in his name. So it could be Holy Ghost Fireboy. Well, you know, sometimes then God will help us. How Fireboy's song has more inspiration than some gospel songs. Praise God. Someone says, I'm a champion. Another person saying, Make me champion. You know, they are not the same thing. I, I'm betting you, those boys, they, are, they, they, they grew up in church. All those people, if you check it, like, uh, is it uh, Johnny Dream and uh, uh, even Whiskey too? It's church you grew up in now. They grew up in church. We'll talk about that on another day. We shouldn't be losing whiskey to the world, to be smoking Igbo. No, we shouldn't be losing it. I think that the church, we need to produce people to hold the entertainment space and saturate it with the, the concept of God's love. Hallelujah. Where God's um, love is not interpreted as using a woman's body. You follow what I'm saying? Because they're influencing people. Believe me. If, if you announced that whiskey was going to be in this place, 9 o'clock, this whole place is going to be packed out with people that, you understand, they have influence. They have influence. So what we need to do is, we need to have gospel people, believers, enter into that space and saturate with the life of God. Amen. Make movies and talk about God's love there. And let it be number one on the box office. Glory to God. Yes, it should be number one on the box office. Jesus deserves to be number one trending topic on Twitter. Amen. Should we not want to be talking about Twitter? We shouldn't be hiding our cocoons and saying, Jesus is coming back again. We are here waiting for him. Eh, just you. You are selfish. There are people that are not safe. Go and, go and win them. Amen. We get in their songs, in their movies, and we represent Christ there. Some folks say, no, you know, in the New Testament, preaching is not, there's no movie, movie inside. Look, eh. Amen. Wait, how many of you have been blessed by Magba Milui? Um, listen, how many of you have been blessed by Mount Zion before? So it means God can bless people through it, Abi. Amen. Look, so let us enter there. Then, praise God. Let's just close. Then, I mean, baby Shuri. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, it's Zuri. No, is it Shuri or Zuri? Zuri. Zuri. Z U. That's even nicer. Hallelujah. Of all the names, the name that's one I like. I like that name. It's exotic. Praise God. Imagine questions. I'm Pastor. I'm, I'm Pastor Zuri. Oh, now are you? That's Pastor Zuri. How you doing? Oh, welcome, Pastor Zuri and her husband. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know. I said, are you from? Where are you from? Zimbabwe? Oh, are you from the Shona tribe in Zimbabwe? Oh no, I'm Nigerian. Ah, wow. That's a conversation starter. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can we read? One to go. He said what? Show me. That's 18, correct? Huh? All right, let's start from verse 16. Where it says, verse 16. He said, For where shall it be known here that I and thy people have found, found what? Found what? Grace. 
grace. found grace in thy sight. So notice was, he was looking for grace. Even though he gave them the law in chapter 20, what was he looking for? He was looking for what? He was looking for what? Because he knew the glory in the law was what? Passing away. So he said, show me thy glory. Or if I mean, shall it be known here that I and thy people found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? In that thou goest with what? With us. Now, notice up on this time, an angel was going with them. But he's asking for what? For God's spirit to actually what? Go with them. That is, he's asking for the, um, um, the house of Israel to be temples of the living God. Amen? So he said, I go with us. He said, so shall we be separated, holy. All right, I am thy people from all the people that are what upon the face of the earth, in that will be a people that we are indwelt by God. Hallelujah. So nobody else can say that we are a people what indwelt by God. So this is Moses is asking for what we have. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace we are in my sight, and I know thee by what by name. Now, next verse. What does he say? And he said, I beseech thee, show me what? Oh, show me what? Thy glory. Next verse. And he says, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim what? The name of the Lord. All right. Before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. There was a place where Moses, um, God told Moses that I will show you. I will show you. Um, when he asked, show me thy way. Can we look for that? Where he says, show me thy way. What verse is that? In, same, in, in Exodus 33. He says, show me thy way. Alright, Moses asked to see God's way and asked to see God's glory. Verse what? 13. Alright, go to 13. The two things he asked for. He said, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now what? Thy way, that I may what? Know thee. So Moses was saying, I don't know you. <laughs> Amen. I don't know you. I've heard your voice. I've heard the instructions that you pass through angels. I don't know you. Show me thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace. So he was looking for grace, that I may find grace in the sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. Now, now let's turn to St. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus is trying to let us know who Moses was trying to meet. John 14 and verse 6. He says, Jesus said unto him, I am what? I am what? I am what? the way i am the truth i am what the life so listen moses was trying to approach the father he was trying to know the father then jesus says to the disciples he says no man commit unto the father but what by me so he's saying the reason why moses could not see god's face you know moses god at that point he said no man shall see my face and live the reason why god said that because jesus had not yet come you understand so jesus had not yet come so moses could not see god's face so the people also could not see god's face through the glory in the law so moses veiled it and it was indicative that listen man all right in the law of moses you will not see god hallelujah but in our goals he says but we all with what unveiled faces second corinthians 3 18 all right behold the glory of the lord as in a mirror and we are transformed all right by from glory to glory by what is so we 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 
see God face to face in Christ. Hallelujah. We see God what? Face to face in Christ. So the man who is born again does not need a veil. He sees God face to face. Hallelujah. He has seen God because he has met Christ. So seeing God is not uh, um, through your naked eyes. No. Seeing God is coming to an understanding, a revelation of him. And that revelation is that the glory of God is who? Jesus Christ. The man who has accepted Jesus as correctly, hallelujah, determined that this Jesus Christ actually is the true God, the Messiah, and the Savior. And I can cast my hope of eternity upon him because what he has promised he has enough power to guarantee for only God can guarantee a man's salvation that is why Jesus is God and he is the perfect sacrifice for my sin and for your sin praise God the man that says yes I agree has believed it and receives it by what by faith praise God so what Moses asked for, we are the ones who have what? Received. So he asked for an habitation. We have the habitation. He asked for an unveiling of God's face. His face has been unveiled to us. Praise God. Lift up your hands to us, heaven, and just bless his name. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise, glory. have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.